devoting yourself into something fully developing yourself will never be the wrong thing to do. Even if you feel like you're not in any kind of vehicle that's moving to where you want to be right now, because ultimately the outcome of your life will be determined by the person you develop into. Uh, first of all, I'm excited to do this. Thank you guys for having me. I'm super excited to, uh, you know, talk about, you know, my story, what I'm about and also providing any and all value that I can to your audience. Um, for those of you who don't know, which is probably most of you, um, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, a small city here up in Canada. And I currently have a online personal growth fitness business, and we're actually maneuvering into helping entrepreneurs develop their business as well. Um, essentially the whole idea and my philosophy that I kind of portray with myself and also my clients is become the highest potential version of yourself in order to create the life you truly desire. That's the name of the game. And uh, that's really what I'm all about. And I won't go too much into my business. I'll, I'll talk about it at the end, like you guys said, but I will start off with my story just so you guys have an idea of kind of how I uh, got to this point, because, you know, it's clear from my social media now and who I am as a person, whether you're my friend or a guy I just met on the street, it's pretty obvious that I'm like really obsessed with, you know, personal development and creating the life of your dreams. And it wasn't always that way. Um, you know, I'll start off in, uh, in high school, like in high school, I was, I, I even remember saying to myself that I'll always be like a, like a, a B student. You know what I mean? It was just like such a limiting belief. I didn't really have like a much drive in myself. I was like, you know, playing video games. I was like partying. I was playing hockey. I was doing all this like regular type of guy stuff. Right. And, you know, I was raised in a, in a regular household. Um, I kind of moved around Canada um, up until high school, but I was raised by a single mother with my brother. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm so grateful for her. She just like provided every opportunity possible for my brother and I to kind of pursue what we wanted, which is really how I kind of, you know, was able to, you know, um, do all the things I did, but going into university, um, this was 2016. I was planning to be an engineer, actually a mechanical engineer at the time. I was fairly obsessed with, uh, supercars, like the exterior design of supercars, like we're like Ferraris, Lambos, Bugattis, all that stuff. And I actually like to draw it a lot. And I was in uh, engineering for two years. And in order to get into engineering, I had to step up in high school. I had to get like mid nineties grades. So I, I stepped up, I crushed it. And then in engineering, I became like an automatic C student, just like no initiative, no drive. I did not apply myself. You know, I kind of had this vague notion that I can achieve greatness in life, but I really, there, there was no bridge that to get there from what it seemed like through that vehicle of engineering. And, you know, I just, I just got worse and worse of a student, you know, I was that guy in the groups that was doing like none of the work. Um, you know, I was even, uh, I was even cheating, like off of my friend's assignments. Like I'd say, Hey, I remember it was computer science. I hated that class. I was like, Hey man, can you send me that, uh, assignment so I can do it? It just was not going well. It was a very downward trend. And after two years in engineering at university of Manitoba, I decided to drop out. It was more of a soft dropout because I didn't decide to do it until the re-enroll um, date next fall. But I kind of knew I had to start my own thing or start pursuing these other endeavors. It was just something inside of me. And at the same time, my younger brother started a business, which really kind of lit that spark with inside me. And that's why Tony Robbins says proximity is power, because if my brother never would have started his own business, then I would have never, ever even thought of trying to start my own stuff either. So through that, I tried a bunch of different stuff starting summer 2018. I tried day trading, like stock trading. I tried e-commerce. You know, we're getting bombarded with e-commerce ads these days. I bid on one. Didn't really work. 
Um, I tried, I even started developing an app, a social media app for fitness, which is still on the back burner. It's collecting virtual dust on my laptop, but <laughs> might re revisit that someday. Um, I, I also became an in-person trainer at a gym and through all this stuff, my main, my main underlying drive this whole time was creating the life of my dreams for myself and my family, which in those years really consisted of just not having to worry about money, right? Because I was raised again by a single mother, um, always kind of the vibe was always like, save every dollar you can, you know, we can't really splurge. It's like the, the mindset was between us and having financial freedom. It seemed like there was such a big gap, even though we were, you know, we were raised in the middle class, you know, we have all our needs covered, but it still felt like, you know, there's so much scarcity there. So that was all my, my intention the entire time. And that was kind of the fuel that I had behind all these endeavors. And then while I was creating the app, I was telling you guys about, and I was doing in-person training at the same time, I decided to quit in-person training and to go all in on the app. But then the app fizzled out shortly after that. And I decided to start online training, like online fitness training um, as a natural default after I quit in-person training. So I was doing online fitness training. This was fall 2019. And, uh, you know, this is my, now my only endeavor. And, you know, I'm starting to actually um, see some results. Um, the main correlation uh, for seeing those results, by the way, was doing it longer than like six months. All my other endeavors, I, I kind of quit after like, you know, three to six months as a lot of the people who try the get rich quick schemes do, right? Because that's what they're expecting is to get rich quick and it doesn't happen. And that's what I did. Uh, but now I'm sticking with something, right? I'm actually like making some money um, because it's like, I, I know fitness, like I can do it, I can help people. And I actually got a mentor, which was an extremely pivotal decision that I made in my life. And ever since 2019, I've grown that same business, although I have expanded the scope of it. So as I said, it started off with health and fitness. And then I realized that honestly, I'm not only passionate about health and fitness. Like for me, health and fitness has been the only part of my life that's been on a consistent upslope yeah. the entire time, despite all the other ups and downs in life. Um, you know, I've had abs since I was six years old. Like I've never had that like emotional pain point or transformation around health and fitness. It's always just been easy and natural. Mm -hmm. And I realized that my main passion was really, you know, creating the life of my dreams and creating a business from scratch and fueling that pain point, the pain point of wanting to create a life of freedom for myself and my family. And I realized that that is actually what I want to help people do. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, my business was just all about becoming the best version of yourself mentally and physically where health and fitness was a, a really important element of that. But as of recently, as I kind of touched on at the beginning, now we're looking at expanding the scope of my business to the point where we're helping people who are just starting endeavors or that are kind of, you know, have been doing it for a little bit, but maybe they're struggling to really just level it up just so it, you know, covers their basic needs to get it to a point that's off the ground. Because yeah. again, that's my true passion and what I really want to help people with. And that's exactly what I want to implement in my life as well. And that's currently where I'm at. Uh, present day and currently business consumes most of my life i'm extremely passionate about it and uh so weird the way the cookie crumble with me but very very grateful to be in the position i am today so you know, that was a little bit of an extended uh storyline hope that cleared some stuff up for you guys <laughs> yeah thank you so much zach i love having the whole context of um of the person that we're talking to and and so tell me i mean it's clear that you're driven and that you that you inherited let's say this drive or not inherited, sorry, but that it was forged. Um, but where do you find your motivation? Where is it at? Is it in the image of yourself in the past? You know, that B student 
who you don't want to become? Or is it more about, um, you know, having enough money and looking at the future? Which, which uh, do you look at the past or the future more for your motivation? What do you think is more helpful? It's always been the future. Um, and it's, it's not even necessarily about having enough money because obviously that's a basic need, right? But deep down, and the drive was, I would say, always there, but I've really exposed it in the recent years, I would, is the way I like to articulate it. It's the way that makes the most sense for me. But my biggest fear in life is not fulfilling my greatest potential. And like I mentioned at the, in the beginning, your potential is self-defined. So in today's society, a lot of us have our potentials defined for us by parents, by professors, by society. And this really puts the cap on a lot of people. And, and by the time they're at a university, they're just happy getting any job. It doesn't even have to be related to what they're passionate about. And that's why 70% of people today are you know, disengaged from their work, which is crazy. But my main North Star is fulfilling the version of myself I know I can become and the version of my life I know I can create. And to me, settling for anything less is completely off the table. And that's what really fuels me on a day-to-day -day basis, if that makes sense. And so... Uh... Basically, the way you tell the story and the way you found your purpose was at the beginning by process of elimination. You talk, you, like you talked about doing a lot of different stuff and then dropping and then finding uh, what you're passionate about. So, what do you think is the best way to find your purpose in life? Do you uh, advertise like trying stuff if you don't know what to do, or find what you're good at? Because you talk also about you know uh, being in the in the fitness industry and something that you kept growing at. So uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, so in terms of purpose, this is still something that there's a lot of, there's a lot of wiggle room with me in my life. Like, mm. honestly, I think that your purpose develops as you develop. And what I think is that you shouldn't feel pressure to define your life purpose, like really ever. Like, I think that it comes naturally and, uh, you know, you can have an idea of it, but I think that a lot of people, like, especially young people are pressured by counselors. They're pressured to make a decision going into university when they're 18. They're pressured to kind of define their life purpose. And I don't think that's necessary. I think that it's honestly, it, you're able to articulate it after trying a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if there's a right or wrong in terms of, in terms of, you know, how or when to determine your purpose. But I do think that your purpose can be different at different seasons of your life. Um, I think there's a notion out there that, you know, you have one life purpose and that's what you should really focus on. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure that that's the case. And honestly, I'm not necessarily an expert on, you know, perfectly articulating your purpose because honestly, it's been something that I have been wondering about myself for a long time. And what I've discovered with myself is that you can have a purpose right now. You can have like a why right now that, won't necessarily be the why you have in five years. But what I do know is if, if you pursue your current why with all of yourself and apply yourself to this current why, then in five years, you won't have to worry about finding another purpose because it will find you along the way of your current journey. For example, when I dropped out of university and I was trying all this stuff, like I told you guys, my main drive was providing financial freedom for myself and my family. That was my initial why. My, in terms of the entire scope of my life, financial freedom is going to be like a fundamental base layer that will be tackled during like the first 2% of my business career. Right. And then from there, there'll be many more whys um, that that will follow after that one's handled. So I would say, don't really focus too much on trying to figure out your, your entire purpose for your entire life. Focus on what you really want to achieve now and what impact you want to have now. 
give you give all of yourself to that and then reevaluate later down the road if that purpose develops. Mm, yeah, that's 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 a great idea, you know, baby steps, just uh, looking at the next thing and doing it. And uh, and tell me, Zach, before you mentioned uh, that a, pit- a pivotal moment in your life was the decision to take on a mentor or to have one help you. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to that decision and why it's important to you? Yeah. So, you know, the, my, my, the way the cookie crumbled with my life, it came down to uh, like a few very, very pivotal moments. The first one was dropping into school. Um, the second one was, was hiring my first mentor. And in terms of which one's more important, you know, it's, uh, it's a chicken egg. Like the, one couldn't happen without the other, I don't think. Um, but in terms of hiring my first mentor, this was shortly after I quit my in-person training job and became an online trainer in fitness. In fact, it was two weeks in to my, to my business career, um, which is, which is amazing. Like, I'm, I'm so glad that it, it happened that way. Um, but I started online training. I, I almost got a client, um, super cheap price too. Um, and you know, I didn't happen and I was like, oh, man, this is tough. It's going to be like hard. And at that point, I still had the mindset of, you know, let me find some magical key to, to make me successful right away. Right. And the, the mentor that I first gravitated to, it was just through the Instagram ads, right? If you search online fitness training on Instagram or Google, you're going to be, you're going to get a bunch of these ads from all these different mentors saying like, Hey, want to make 10 K a month in 90 days, right? You're going to get a bunch of them. And I bid on one. Cause like I said, I was still in the mindset of, I would love to make, you know, 10 K a month in 90 days. So I did it. And it was extremely scary at first one, because I didn't even have the money to do it. Um, you know, I, I went in debt in order to be able to, uh, afford this program. And it was a very scary part of my life. And I actually didn't really implement anything. It was a 16 week program. I didn't implement anything in that program for the, for the entire program, essentially. Cause I was still like, I was, I was still a kid. Right. You know, I was like, I was like, I came off my, my less than uh, ideal university career where no implementation was the, was my strong suit. <laughs> I did, I didn't really apply myself and I didn't really that, change that going into this mentorship program. You know, I was kind of like, you know, I was watching all the modules, doing all the videos. I wasn't really implementing though. I was kind of scared. It was, it was, it was very like, I was like, Oh my God, am I going to mess up? You know? And after that 16 weeks, um, I was just on subscription for that current mentorship. It just, it dragged on. And, you know, actually I started implementing what the mentor told me and, you know, the basic system that was there. And then the ball started moving with my business and I started to learn sales. I started to learn how to deliver communication, leadership. I started to learn retention, like all these, you know, fundamental elements of business. And, and then it kind of just went from there. But what's really important is that if I didn't hire this mentor, I probably wouldn't even have this business right now. I probably would have done it for like five, six, seven, three, I don't know, months. And then, you know, probably would have like went on to my next endeavor because, you know, I didn't learn how to charge high ticket. I didn't learn to charge what I worth on my own. I, I, I didn't learn sales on my own. I didn't learn all these crucial business aspects that are actually necessary for success on my own. And that's why mentorship is so powerful. That's why Tony Robbins says that the only way to expedite success is by replicating it. You know, success leaves clues and getting a mentor for whatever niche or whatever endeavor you're in can be literally your highest leverage move, even if you don't have the money, because you're going to make it back hundred X in the long term. And that's what I've really discovered. And that was a couple mentors ago, but yeah, that's how it, that's how it came to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, you talked about doing different stuff and uh, I want to just come back to that. Uh, do you think it's better to just 
act and you know you might have a why and in five years it's going to be a different why uh do you think it's it's better to find the right why right away or you know just do something and just eliminate possibilities and you know try to not um because if you don't have even the wrong why in five years you're going to be uh, at the same place you are right now so and you talked about you know you you learn sales you learn uh, a bunch of stuff that's actually very useful when you're uh, an entrepreneur so even if you're going in the wrong direction you're learning skills that are going to help you along the way uh, what do you think about that yeah that's a great point man because a lot of people um you know they don't they don't ha they haven't defined their purpose you know i said you know focus on your current why do that for you know one year, five years, whatever, whatever that timeline works out for itself for you and then focus on other stuff or develop that why or keep going. If that why is so relevant in one to five years, keep on doing it. But you're right. What if, what if you're not sure if you have a why, right? Mm -hmm. what, what if you're not sure exactly even what your right now purpose is? And honestly, dude, I'm glad you brought this up because that's probably the position that a lot of people find themselves in these days, especially if we're talking about university students or, or recent graduates who have a job they're not passionate about or mm -hmm. kind of feel like they're on a stationary treadmill, right? And what I would have to say to this is something that you actually implied there was just developing yourself. Because even if you aren't in a vehicle right now that has purpose for you or that you know leads to your, your ultimate life goals, vehicle meaning business, career, endeavor, whatever it may be, even if you're not in the right vehicle or any vehicle, what you can do is start developing yourself. Because ultimately the outcome of your life will be, will be determined by the person you develop into. So whether you have a bunch of stuff on your plate right now, a business that's been going or nothing, maybe you just graduated and you don't even have a job, what you can do is start developing high income skills so, such that when you do find the right vehicle for you or your purpose, or you wake up with an epiphany one day saying, I need to do this, you will be a higher developed version of yourself and you'll be able to execute that new purpose or that new why at a much higher level and will be able to actually you know, make something of it. And even if you, you're in a vehicle that you're not passionate about, I believe that how you do one thing is how you do everything and developing yourself in the current vehicle you in, whether it's university or school, even high school, even middle school. Like I want to start getting to these kids early, man. Like no matter what you're doing, developing yourself will, will reap rewards in the future. Because um, if, if your current, you know, boss who you hate sees you doing a good job and you're crushing it and you're devoting all of yourself um, it's, it's, uh, I think I forget who says this a few famous entrepreneurs saying the, the man or woman who does more than what they're paid for will soon be paid for more than what they're doing. Yeah. And, you know, devoting yourself into something fully developing yourself will never be the wrong thing to do. Even if you feel like you're not in any kind of vehicle that's moving to where you want to be right now. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and about that, you know, I kind of, uh, I mean, for myself, I kind of get scared sometimes of continuing to develop in, in the sense that, Sometimes you have to break down walls, you know, and you have to you have to break down some things that you've established with which you can live happily at the moment to then create another base for something even better. But how do you get that courage or is it, the, is it not even a question of courage, just choosing which kind of fundamental walls of your own psyche or whatever you want to break down to then build upon that? Do you kind of have to analyze that or is it just chance? Uh, in terms of the walls you're speaking of, do you mean like limiting beliefs or what exactly type of walls do you, are you referring to? I mean like actual pillars of your own personality, for example. Oh. I'm someone who's very calm and I know that 
uh, sometimes, you know, mentors have told me, yeah, you got to go out there, you know, you got to be aggressive with what you want. And I love that idea, but I'm scared to break down all these, these things that I've established already. Yeah, man. So there's some tricky nuances in here, right? So what I would say um, is I don't think you really have to change the fundamental elements of your personality in order to do what your mentors want you to do. You know, um, in terms of being aggressive, you can do that in a very peaceful manner. And mm. you can do that in a very withheld manner. Um, I would say that the, the main place that fear and courage come into play is when you're expanding your comfort zone in terms of the action that you're taking. And also the person who you're becoming. For example, if you're about to, uh, you know, go into a meeting that you have never done before, you're completely scared. This is so out of your comfort zone. You don't have to change who you are. In fact, I'm an advocate for being exactly who you are in those meetings. But doing the meeting itself is the barrier that you must break down. Taking new action are the barriers that you must break down. And through this new action and new execution, you will grow as a result of that. But you don't need to necessarily take on a more aggressive personality in order to actually take that action. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's adaptation and not modification. That makes so much sense. Thank you for that. I'm sure that a lot of people are gonna are gonna are gonna use that advice. Thank you, dude. That's it's one of the biggest things with uh, with entrepreneurship or starting anything new or even if you're currently in something. It's the difference between you know staying average and taking it to the next level. Fear. You know, we we're still operating on our ancient brains, the brains that are telling us not to get eaten by a saber toothed target. Right. Our brain is telling us not to go into that meeting because we might get eaten by a saber tooth tiger, right? Where it's like a life and death, right? Fight and flight. And a lot of people let this and these layers of fear prevent them from taking any and all action. And a lot of the fear that people experience these days are, is fear of judgment. Like what are my friends and family going to say if I, you know, start this endeavor, if I drop out of school, if I start this business, you know, if I do X, Y, Z, and this fear is completely irrational because the people that, you know, are, you're fearing the judgment of, they're not even going to be in your life in five years, probably anyways, right? It's, it's completely irrational, but it's this fear. The, if, if this wasn't a factor, a lot more people would be pursuing their dreams and pursuing their goal or taking whatever vehicle they're passionate about to the next level. Fear, like courage is a muscle and you need to consistently do bicep curls with your courage in order to actually build that muscle. You need to actively push yourself out of your comfort zone, you know, take on opportunities and, and get yourself out there and through that, you'll grow, your endeavor will grow. And, and that's really how, how you expand. Mm. And talking about uh, getting out of your comfort zone, um, how do you manage expectation? Because you seem like you have a lot of ambition and all that. So how do you manage your expectation with, uh, you know, your, the current state of your life? Uh, so you're not depressed and, you know, you get into this, uh, oh, I could have been there, you know, when you grow, um, how do you see your like your, your curve of, of like growth and, and all that compared to the future. And I don't know, does it make sense? <laughs> I think so. I think I know what you, you're asking. Mm. And in terms of, you know, when you're, when you, you know, your, your potential is a very, is a very intangible thing. And by the way, I'm the type of person that, you know, wants to, you know, be a certain place by a certain age, like a lot of people, right? A lot of people really care where they're at in life at 25 and especially at 30, 30 is a big one, right? Mm. Where they're like, you know, if you're still like pursuing, if you're still like in the dirt, as Gary V likes to say at 30, 
a lot of people are like, eh, like that, that six figure nine to five is looking pretty nice right about now. Right. Mm -hmm. And honestly, in terms of where I'm at versus where I want to be, I'm less than 0.1% in terms of my potential, probably mm -hmm. less than 0.0000001%. Like I know I'm a long, long, long ways from where I know I could be both in terms of the person I can be and the life I know I can create. But that is not discouraging. In fact, it's exciting because a lot of people would say that, you know, I'm happy where I'm at. And, you know, they don't intend to grow both in terms of the person they are and the person and the life that they want to create at all. And to me, that is what's extremely depressing. And that would, you know, source a lot of anxiety for me. The fact that I know I have a huge mountain to climb over the next hundred years or however long I'm going to live, like thrills me to the bone. And in terms of managing the micro, you know, anxiety of not being where I'm at yet, what I know I have to focus on what's in, within my control. And to do that, first of all, you have to define where you want to be in the long term and also the short term. So you have, you know, short term goals a month, this week, today, this hour. And from that, you can really reverse engineer these big, scary, mystical potential and goals into actionable steps that you can complete today. And that I know if I crush this to do list that's on my page today, that means I'm moving towards my highest potential version of myself mm. one step at a time. And I know that you know, being the best version of myself today is what's necessary to accumulate to the best version of myself in the future. And that is really all you can focus on. And this brings up another good point, actually, is a lot of people attach their confidence and their self-respect and their emotional quality of life to what external results are currently happening in their life. For example, how much money I'm making, you know, it might determine how I'm feeling on, on any given day. When I really, in fact, it's imperative that your confidence and your self-respect and all these things should be tied to your execution and who you're showing up as on a day-to-day -day basis, despite whatever external results are showing up, mm -hmm. right? Showing up to the, to the gym, no matter how you're feeling is what's going to lead to results in the long-term. Executing in your current endeavor in your business in the short-term, no matter what short-term results are happening is what's going to lead to long-term results. And that's really what you should focus on. And that is how you can manage the short-term anxiety or any other, you know, negative emotions that can arise along the process. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love your, your opinion on that. Uh, Zach, it's promo time for you now. So uh, whatever you got going on, it's time to throw all your links, social media, all that we pull in the description. Yeah, for sure, man. So I'll, I'll give a very brief um, you know, description of my business. Essentially, we help people become, again, my mission statement is exactly what we help our clients with, develop into the best versions of themselves and create the life they truly desire. So this includes like mental and physical developments, um, especially health and fitness. Like I mentioned, health and fitness is only the one piece of the pie, but it's more often than not the high, the highest leverage domino to tackle first, like the, like the most fundamental aspect. So we really have to focus on that. Um, in terms of, I, you know, I won't touch on my business too much just because, you know, if people are on my social media, they, they, you know, hit me up and uh, we decide to work with each other if we're a good fit. Um, you know, but what I really focus on is providing people value and, you know, through my social media and really encouraging them to become the best versions of themselves and, you know, create the life they truly desire. So if you want to hit me up on social media, um, it, the at is Zach R. Bailey on pretty much everything. That's Z-A-C-H-R-B-A-I-L-E-Y. Instagram is the place I'm most active. So you guys can hit me up there. And I also am starting my own podcast, actually. It's called The Elite Self Show. So you guys can... Uh, it's everywhere that you can listen to podcasts so you guys can check out it as well. Mm -hmm.